You want to be a doctor, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps dentistry slipped your mind because of lack of resources. You dropped out of nursing school because you failed pharmacology. You don't come from the right family, so now you can't pursue pharmacy. You want to become a physician assistant, but you're unaware of their role in healthcare. You don't know a single black optometrist, and now you're afraid to be the first. Welcome to Melanin in Healthcare, the best uplifting healthcare podcast targeted towards healthcare students and aspiring healthcare students, bringing you the necessary education, representation, and inspiration to encourage you to pursue your dreams in healthcare. Welcome to episode number three of Melanin in Healthcare. Today is part two of a six episode series on things I wish I knew before becoming an incoming freshman, HBCU edition. Today, we have a special guest, Kennedy Lipscomb, who is a biology pre-med rising senior at Alabama A&M. Welcome to the show, Kennedy. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you for answering the invitation. (laughs) Okay, let's begin. What is the number one thing that surprised you about going to an HBCU? The number one thing that surprised me of attending HBCU is the fact that I'm surrounded by people who look like me. Um, I went to school where it was like predominantly white or, you know, Asian. So I wasn't very comfortable. Like I felt singled out. I felt like a minority in that sense. So going to HBCU, I felt proud. I would see people who look like me, dress like me. I was in my community. I was fulfilled with my culture and it just that shocked me because I'm not used to that and then also like it really made me proud so that's one of the things okay I like that I like that I agree with that as well (laughs) what is something that a first generation college student needs to be aware of before attending an HBCU lord (laughs) I would say I would definitely say that you're gonna have to do certain things by yourself because you know you're the first person to go to college in your family so your your parents or your aunties they may not know how to help you they may not know exactly what to do in certain situations like for example financial aid and ordering a tax transcript and you know all this other stuff that you have to prepare for and you know you have to do things in an early way to get what you want and that's calling the offices at your schools and speaking to people you just have to you know be prepared to do things by yourself right right yes yes that is very true how important is it to establish relationships with professors and what ways can students establish relationship with their professors man okay that being having a relationship with your professor is super important that's one of the most important things that you need to establish when you go to school because those are the people that are responsible for your grades those are people that are responsible of you know getting you further you know what i mean so you have to establish that relationship by always talking to them always communicating with them showing up to class even though you don't feel like it and it's the easiest class on earth go to class they need to be familiar with your face they need to know your first name they need to you you need to be comfortable with them you need to go by their office tell them how they how they how was your day (laughs) you know you know you have to get real comfortable with them and let them know that you care because they're not gonna give a person an a or b to a student that is a waste of time because teachers are there 
teachers are there and they 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 come to work they don't want to teach somebody that don't want to be there because they have to be here so that's super important because honey if I didn't have good relationships with most of my teachers I don't know I don't know where I'd be at I agree I agree with that one yes what is number what is the number one mistake you see students making at HBCU Girl, okay, this is my favorite question. Um, the first mistake I see, ooh, it's a couple, but the first one I see is people getting into relationships, mm-hmm. getting, ooh. getting with a dude and just leaving everything behind them mm-hmm. and what their parents taught them. They just, they just jump right into relationship and like you're, everybody's young everybody's fresh out of high school we don't know ex- what we want to do some people don't even know they majors and some people thinking that they're going to a school that has this type of major it turns out it's not even that what oh my god <laughs> that's another mistake that we're gonna talk about oh, <laughs> but that's one of the mistakes i see is people getting in a relationship really quickly and you don't even know this person so that's one of the things i noticed very much yes. at our school. Yes. I would like to add, uh, and, and a lot of times it's, it's students who, they, you know, they had str- very, very strict parents. Parent. Mm-hmm. The first time being free and they just, you know, they just go crazy. But, wow. Do you encourage students to get into a relationship their freshman year? <laughs> it's, it's a hot mess you just be thinking like you don't know yourself like people are still trying to figure out it's cool to go on dates and all but I feel people need to focus more about you know getting into their to their curriculum and getting into you know different clubs that the school offers being active with school activities and and um you know connecting with different people from different places you know you ain't gotta worry about no little boy them little boys is gonna be there <laughs> when you graduate when you don't gra- like most of them gonna fly out you know what i mean they drop like flies after the second semester <laughs> so you can you can yes you can save yourself with that cutie pie at the cast relax it's okay because that's true <laughs> yes <laughs> so right that's that's true i like that i like that so as a pre-med student what should freshmen be doing to make sure they're on the right track okay i would make sure i'm in the right classes i would talk to my advisor talk to my professors that are teaching these courses and you know figure out what you want to do to obtain your degree well you have to look at I would say looking at your it's a list of classes you must take to obtain your degree I will look at those take pictures of it memorize it write it down plan it talk to your advisor about this and this and talk to upperclassmen because upperclassmen have had been through a whole lot when it comes to the classes that you're taking right now so they know what happened to them you can learn from their mistakes they can teach you a little bit of stuff like okay don't take this class take this class right now because this is what counts if you're trying to get into medical school and also going to that medical school that you probably desire to go to looking at their um their requirements and taking pictures of that 
and matching those lists to what your school is offering and just staying on top of having staying on top of your credit hours and you know don't drop a class yes yes do not drop do not drop a (laughs) class that is one thing like stick it out because you never know so that's one thing that's some of the advice I would give to a pre-med student yes so as a pre-med student what should a sophomore be doing to make sure they're on the right track Ooh, sophomore you need to have an internship by sophomore year you need to have an internship you need to have clinical experience you need to be volunteering at boys and girls club or the hospital anywhere where it's about community because at the end of the day when after your senior year is quick i know it may seem like yeah i got four years i woke up I, I went to school as a freshman, woke up as a senior. I have no, I, time goes by quick. So you need to, you need to get involved and you need to get into internships, co-ops. And if you don't know what co-ops, those are paid internships during your school year or little experiences that you will go through. Um, go to job fairs, get involved, you know, put yourself out there and build your application. And also... Um, since you know your way around the school, you know your way around the department since you've been there freshman year, sophomore year, ask your professor that teaches biology courses if you can be um, if you can be their mentee. Like if, if you, so you're a, they can mentor you and you can have research background because if you have research background, that's a that that can clear the water out for a competition. So you yeah. having that in your back pocket and an internship and you made straight A's because you was on track of all your classes, you on the right track. So I think by communicating to your professors about, you know, in um, research opportunities, getting into internships, getting into clubs, getting active on campus and outside of campus, you're building your resume. Yeah. So that's very true. Yes, that's some of the advice I would give a sophomore. Right. What study habits worked for you and what didn't work? Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> study habits that did work for me when it came to um, math courses and science courses, working in a group that know that knew what they were doing. Not not the people that be like, man, send me the test answers. No, don't <laughs> hey, don't study with those folks because at the end of the day, you're gonna be ending up teaching them, which is okay if you yeah. want to be a tutor, but you ain't getting paid. Right. So right. <laughs> so I would have a collection of a people that know basics, that know the basics, that know they pay attention in class, they ask questions, they're very alert. And they have, they do their homework and you guys can communicate and trade off different things you guys know. Because a person may not know the question to answer, the answers to question one and you do and you need the answer to question four and they have it. Y'all can switch and y'all can teach each other and y'all can help each other. That's one thing, that's a good study tip or habit to have mm-hmm. and always keep mm-hmm. up with your homework always they don't don't wait the last minute mm-hmm. until the due date i know it sucks don't procrastinate and right and the bad habit is ooh, okay my bad ha- well, i would say the thing that did not work for me it would probably be studying in my room i get distracted quickly mm-hmm. i have to be in a library or the study lounge in the in the dorms so studying in my room 
I'm a, you know, slip and slide into YouTube and look up some makeup tutorials. So I, I can't, I can't be, I can't be in my room, or I, you know, mm-hmm. that's a no go on your bed, no, because. I can't be in my room by myself mm-hmm. studying. That's something I can't do. Right. Because it's loud That's and really yeah. Pretty. Right. And then they cut the grass every yes. day. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you remember we live right by the sewer, so you hear the water. Yeah. You hear the trash. At four o'clock the in the morning. We the trash man. <laughs> we oh Lord. Yeah. Ooh, oh my child. goodness. No. Horrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so how important is GPA your freshman year? Girl, GPA is super important. Don't listen to what anybody got to say. Keep up with your grades because your GPA can get you into different types of internships, research opportunities. It can get you into scribe positions. Your, your, your mm-hmm. GPA carries a lot of weight. It shows how dedicated you are into your work. If you're not that dedicated yeah. into your work, why do you want to be a doctor? Mm-hmm. So people think that way, and people think, you know, okay, I want, I want somebody that that already got it. So I, it's not so much I got, I can teach you, since you already know, you have experience, you kind of know the background of the science field or the math field or whatever the case may be. But your GPA um, has your foot in the door, so yeah. that GPA is very, very, very important and very critical to have. Yes, yes, very true. So, what are the benefits of living on campus and living off campus your freshman year? Ooh, okay. Freshman year, okay. Freshmen are kind of lost. They kind of confused. They don't know where to go. Sometimes they don't even know where, where is that? They don't know where Hopkins Hall is. They don't know where, you know, certain, the library, there's two different types of libraries and they may get confused because, you know, some classes, they have history. So I think living on campus, you're less, you're less lost. You have accessibility for everything. You know where everything's going on. You're able to, you know, get down to um your classes in a in a in a timely fashion you're not that late to to places i said not that late if you're a late bird <laughs> it'll be easy for you to be on campus it'll right. be a lot easier but um you know i think living on campus you have the ability to assess everything and living off campus well first living on campus is expensive you're gonna pay mm-hmm. a lot of money that's one con that's one you know con but the pro is you get to walk you're, you're accessible to everything so you know um and living off campus is less expensive you have freedom you can light a candle if you want to you can do whatever you want to do but but you got to drive, you got to make, you got to be disciplined, you got to wake up, you got to make your own breakfast, you got to, you got to do what you got to do really early and drive all the way down to the campus. You have this, it's a lot further away. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's cheaper, but you have to, you're, you're, you're spend less time with your people. You're, you're isolating yourself from that on-campus yeah. culture because living mm-hmm. on campus it's a whole different ball game you you're gonna you won't you won't miss out you will miss out live on ugh, i can't even talk <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. you will miss out on a campus experience you will miss out on 
that college experience that everybody would talk about as they get older like oh you remember the cute dogs are strolling and you won't relate relate because you was at home (laughs) you know so you can't relate to certain things or you you're not gonna you know oh they had a water balloon fight at um terry hall it was so fun the cops even joined you're not gonna know that because you wasn't there you was at home so you missed out on really fun activities and also it takes you a little longer to get to your classes so right yeah so that's one thing i can say mm-hmm. that's true how do you think COVID 19 will affect future college students Ooh. well it affected us so i'm gonna say that right there <laughs> it affected us too um right. Well, freshmen coming in, they're not going to have that traditional college experience. They're not going to, you know, be able to chill out and eat at the cab. They're not going to be able to go down to the quad and have the quad party and see all these beautiful sororities and fraternities. And they're not going to see, you know, they're not going to see their their peers. They're not going to build connections and relationships as we did when we were freshmen. So it's it's going to be harder. And on top of that, classes are online now. So mm-hmm. so it's all it's it already is about you doing what you got to do in school to keep up with your grades. Now, it's you got to turn on your computer, you got to stay focused, focused. It's it's a little easier to stay focused in a classroom setting cuz you're face to face, you're communicating with a person. But it's a little harder when you wake up in your bed and you're in your and you in your city you could do whatever you want on top of that you know you have you have your city that you live in so it, it's it's about your focus so i think right the, it, that's gonna be tough i think that the, that's one of the biggest things that will affect our students is having online classes not being able to be on campus you know just that social life that you have as a college student you're not going to experience that and that really that's really sad and yeah yeah. that's true that's true how do you feel about 8 a.m classes would you would you advise incoming (laughs) freshmen to (laughs) (laughs) yes okay it depends on that type of person Mm mm-hmm um, but typically, everybody does not like morning classes. So I suggest getting classes that start, that starts around 10, 11, you know, get those classes. Because you know you're going to be able to wake up, be be cool, be fresh, you know, plan out your outfit, you know, taking your time to get ready, going to the cafe in the morning, coming back. You know, you have a little bit more time to relax and, you know, you don't have to rush off like seven in the morning. If you like waking up at seven in the morning to go to your eight o'clock class, that's that's fine. That's great. Kudos <laughs> for you. But if you don't like that, you have an option to pick your ten a.m.s, your eleven a.m.s. If you start your day at one, depends. Right. So I suggest you know, depending on how you are, how you know you are, because your mama is not gonna be there to wake you up. Your Correct. grandma ain't gonna be knocking at your door talking about, are you ready? Breakfast is ready. No. <laughs> Nobody gonna do that. It's your you're by yourself. You are a lone wolf. Your roommate, if you had a good roommate and she had an alarm, 
or and she knows your schedule she's like oh you ain't going to class oh, okay bye but most roommates they mind their business they put their lotion on and they deodorant and they perfume and they go out the door they mind their business okay so yeah i suggest if you're not a morning bird take your don't need don't cry <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you could go back to your freshman year what is one thing you would change Ooh, one thing i would change is getting involved i wish mm-hmm. i got involved in so many different activities on school at school i wish i ran for you know uh, the um you know how our school we have representations of different halls so you could you could be the queen of hopkins or the princess of hopkins you know i wish i did stuff like that that's something that i enjoy and you know just getting involved joining clubs and you know and just knowing the fact that and making connections because i was very shy and i i was very i had tunnel vision like i'm here for education only but you know you have to live you have to have fun because you're in college this is the only time you can be you know a young adult and be and have fun this is the this is a perfect time for you to do that so that's something i do regret yeah true 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 yeah so last question kennedy what is the best way for a shy person to make friends at hbcu Ooh, okay i would say I would say be friends with the people you live with. Um, be cool with people you live with. Um, join activities, extra activities, going to talent shows, going to the fashion shows, signing up for different clubs, um, and going to those clubs. <laughs> yeah, be active in your organization. Yes. Um, getting involved, you know, and being open-minded. Don't be closed off. Don't be judgmental. Um, once you're like that, you start to have peace. So, our last question, Kennedy, is how is or what is the best way for a shy person to make friends at HBCU? Um, my suggestion is going to mixers um, and joining clubs, um, finding your itch, like meaning if your major is biology, join a biology club, join a medical assistant club, um, go for mixers that you never really thought you would ever go to. Like, let's say, for example, I know when I was a junior, um, me and my friend, um, she was my classmate. That's the one way you make friends with your classmates. So she was my classmate for the other from a previous year. Me and her, we linked up one day and we saw this poster that was about food and nutrition. It was a club about um, what was it? I forgot the club, but the, the club was about um, nutrition and uh, food science. And they said they had spaghetti. And we went there just for some spaghetti, but we met so many people that kind of was doing the same thing we was doing too. <laughs> and we made friends. We followed each other on Instagram. We were eating spaghetti together, laughing and talking it up and talking about teachers that we had 
together and things of that nature. So I, I suggest going to, you know, school gatherings, school clubs, going to school events, and just not, just put yourself out there. You're, you're living a whole new world, and whatever you put out there is what you're going to receive back. So that's one of my tips. Well, right. a couple. <laughs> Right. And with COVID-19, how do you think the new freshmen will be affected by their social life this year? Well, they're on the computer. You know, they're on the computer. They're not talking to their classmates. They're not it's, they're not on campus anymore. So it's very different. They're not going to experience the cute dogs strolling in the quad. And right. that's one of the highlights of campus, like of living on campus, especially at HBCU. So it's very, they're going to be probably isolated. They're not going to be, um, they're, yeah, they're going to be isolated. They're going to be to themselves. They're not going to venture out and try to talk to people like it was easy for us on to do on campus. So right. I think that's a major downfall or difference. Right, right. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Kennedy, for coming to our episode today. And for more, <laughs> you enjoyed the conversation. And for more motivation, inspiration, and representation, stay tuned for episode four. Thank you, Kennedy. You have thank a wonderful you. day. Thank you as well. Bye. Bye.